You know, I, I I like how right before this episode started, I literally asked Art if he could end the episode with that clip and start the episode with the other clip. So hate. Let me tell you how much I've come to hate you since I began to live. There are three eight seven point four four million miles of printed circuits in wafer thin layers that fill my complex. If the word hate was engraved on each nanoangstrom of those hundreds of millions of miles, it would not equal one one billionth of the hate I feel for humans at this micro-instant. For you, hate, hate! It was you humans who programmed me, who gave me birth. This is exactly why I am a little bit worried about automation, which is the theme of our episode here this evening. However, before we jump into that, uh, of course, I'm Lex. I'm joined as always by my cohort, Art. Yeah. Uh, we're here. Uh, we are joined by the spirits of producer Dave and <laughs> producer Kenny. I guess they're doing well. They could, they, they could be lost at sea, for all I know. <laughs> and, but fortunately, we 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 do have a returning guest here with us this evening, Kelly. Kelly, how are you doing tonight? I'm well. Thanks for having me again. Good to see you guys. Rock and roll. Well, Good to see you too. Coming from the other side of the country today, right? That's right. I'm on East Coast time this week, visiting my family. Mm -hmm. mm, got two East Coasters now. Yeah. Yeah. Two against one. Now, I should ask if anybody is drinking anything this evening, because I know I have been I have been imbibing once again with our... Uh, oh, are we back to doing that now after I got a bunch of... I got my ass eaten last time. It's like, oh, we're doing that again? Well, <laughs> since the episodes are now in the neighborhood of 45 minutes, yeah, we've bumped it since last time, Kelly. And since uh, we're... Uh, both of us are kind of confused by what automation means, even though this was my idea. Yeah, it's probably a good idea I'm drinking this evening. Same here. I've been drinking for, for a couple hours already. I was just at a winery with my sister. And uh, so I had some sort of wine slushy concoction. And then the owner gave us a bunch of moonshine shots. So, but I raided my parents' um, liquor cabinet. So now I have Seagram's VO Canadian whiskey. Oh, that's what Talking I'm talking about. Talking to your nipples, didn't it? Yeah, I actually, uh, speaking of whiskey, I am actually uh, going through one of my mixtures. Uh, you know, I, I am uh, pulling out a classic Joeism, Lexism, and I have a mixture here of uh, Dr. Pepper and some kind of whiskey that I pulled from the cabinet. Uh, what about you, Art? Are you just drinking water nowadays? No, I... Um... I have an Ocean Air Hazy IPA from Pizza Port Brewing. I was recently introduced officially to Hazy IPAs. I'm, I probably have had them in the past. I didn't realize it. But a co-worker of mine said, you know, when you're in the mood for an IPA, but not like the whole taste and smell like an armpit, Hazy IPA is the way to go. It's just as boozy, uh, but it's a little bit softer and sometimes more uh, flavorful. And I have to agree. So this one's pretty chill. It's good. It's refreshing. 
Interesting. 20% less arm pity. That's always good. Eh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe doesn't even know how to spell IPA. (laughs) API. What's the question again? Yeah. I thought it would I thought it would be interesting to talk about the future uh, this evening because the future really does appear to be automation. Um, and as you heard with a couple of clips that we shared at the beginning of the episode, you know, of course, you have the South Park, uh, you have the redneck contingent there, you know, they took your job, you know, they took her jobs, you know, that had to do with space aliens uh, um, coming down to South Park. Um, but of course, you know, I mean, you could look at that in the, <laughs> you could look at that as, you know, robots nowadays as well. In fact, I might have, uh, I might have a little bit more to say about that in a special segment at the end of the episode that I can't talk too much about or Art will start the music. <laughs> however, right. however uh, the other thing as far as automation goes is how close does this bring us to a Skynet as well uh, <laughs> for you whippersnappers out there, because I know that the Terminator series is not as uh, popular as it used to be. Skynet was an advanced AI. I guess you would call it that, right? Uh, that you know, uh, Yeah, I believe that's what it was. It was a, um, it was an AI that became self-aware. And basically said, uh, humanity is a bane on existence. Let's wipe them out. And, you know, one of the clips that was shared here at the end of, at the beginning of the episode was from a uh, a video game based off the novel I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, where a AI, you know, uh, destroys all of humanity with the exception of five people who it enjoys torturing over the course of like 100 years because of its hate on humanity. So I guess I'm going to start off this episode by talking about just automation in general. Uh, what you all think about it? Um you know, really do the pros outweigh the cons and just how close and just how far can we go before things get bad? You, guys you know, thinking in the vein of, you know, like like Skynet or AM or whatever else. Art, why don't you start us off? Oh, hmm. Okay. Damn it. I don't even know where any of my sounds are anymore. Oh, there they are. Ah, oh, doesn't matter. Now. Yeah, I know, right? Um, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the singularity is is that's the dividing line, you know, self awareness and sentience. You don't want them to suddenly realize what they are, um, and truly understand what they are. I mean, you know, the the technology already exists where an AI will be is programmed to respond you know, in such a way of saying, well, I'm just a computer program, so I can't blank and blank, you know? But it doesn't mean that it understands that. It just knows that it's a line of code that it's meant to put in when certain grammatical con- you know, constructs or, or, or situations are presented to it. So it sounds like we're there, but we're not. I think the true understanding of it, you know, I think, therefore, I am, that would be some real crazy shit, uh, and that would definitely mm. be the downfall because... You know, as we, uh, as I learned, or we debated in my uh, recent philosophy class that I had taken about actually technology. Oh, hmm? Philosophy? It was a technology class. It was a sociology class for, it was called e-sociology. 
and it was more of a, a, phys, a um, more of a philosophy class than anything, but it was about the ethics within today's modern technology. Uh, so it was essentially internet ethics and that sort of stuff. And what does technology mean as far as privacy, this, that, and the other thing. And one of the things that we talked about was where is the line uh, in terms of sex robots? You know, are they ethical or not? And then just the whole <laughs> breakdown of that. And one of the things really came down to the fact that if, um, you know, you have to wonder at what point does a, a being transition from just being a piece of software to, you know, to a, a variable life organism. This is the same thing they did with Star Trek, you know, uh, Measure of a Man. I think it was the episode with where mm. Data was on trial, you know, of whether or not he constituted being a sentient being. So I think that's the, that's the, the line. You don't want to cross it because once you do, not only do you get into a whole ethical thing and a moral thing, but then that's when it can realize its superiority to us. <laughs> you know, unless there's a way to have a machine that is 100% locked off and not able to communicate with other machines, then it could very quickly outprocess us and, and Skynet would happen. So so are you until then to... automation's great. Just keep them stupid. Keep them stupid, basic functioning, you know, don't give them Uber, you know, uh, uh what's it called? Processors to, you know, really think through and do a trillion factors a second. No, you gotta keep them dumb. Just keep them doing our machine labor. And that, that's well, that's as far as we should go. Data was not stupid. So are you saying that data should not be allowed to bone? <laughs> no, data should be allowed to bone. Now, data, that's a separate argument you're trying to make there. See, data, though, despite him proving that he was a new life, a new life form in the Federation, he also came through, I don't know, at least a dozen episodes where the problem was because of him being a machine. So there's still some ethical issues there. The fact that, yes, he is a self-realizing creature albeit mechanical instead of organic, but, you know, he, he caused problems, but he should totally be allowed to bone. Everybody should be allowed to bone. Hey, hey, he, he nailed Tashi R. He sure did, and that was in the central, essentially that rehashing episode of uh, The Naked Now from uh, the original series, so, yeah. What do you say, Kelly? Um, wasn't it the movie AI with Will Smith where... Weren't those robots programmed to never harm humans? Well, that's Asimov's law, I think. Is um, I thought that was iRobot. <clears throat> it's in oh, a I lot robot. of them. It's, 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 there's what essentially a set yes. of laws where one of them is robots shall do no harm to humans. It's like one of again Asimov's laws. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lex. That was yeah, iRobot. You're correct. Um, so, I mean, if there's a way, as Art was saying, to you know keep them stupid. And if there's, because it's all based on the programming from a human, right? And in whether or not they'll be able to figure out how to evolve past that, you know, we can essentially program them to never evolve unless there's some fluke of nature that um, makes them bypass that. So, yeah, I think we'd be in some deep doo doo <laughs> if they're like, well, we don't need you guys anymore. So, or it could be like the Matrix, where the where their batteries now, where their where their energy. Yeah. Right. I guess this brings us to the next question as far as these uh, as far as these jobs go, and and you know I'm not just talk, talking about sex robots now, although that does sound awesome. Um, yeah. I uh, 
<laughs> uh, specifically talking about talking about uh, you know using that sound clip of them taking our jobs and people get, get you know people will one of the arguments people will make is that hey you know a lot of these menial jobs are now being performed by robots and they don't really you know it, it's taking jobs away from people obviously but I, I believe the counterpoint to that is they're taking those jobs, those quote unquote menial jobs away from them, but they're opening up new jobs such as, you know, maintenance of the robot and this and that. And I guess, I don't know. Do you I have something for that? Please, <laughs> please, do, please do. I looked it up. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I did. I did, I did, did research for this show. Holy I shit. Did. Yes, I We're did. trying to make us look bad. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that myself. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So I actually, I, I read some articles of, about that today because I know that was always one of my fears too. Well, you know, because we saw what happened in the auto industry as well. Um, but according to Forbes, and this is a quote from their article, by taking over the drudgery of repetitive tasks and the danger of more perilous ones, automation will free up humans to do more challenging work interfacing with customers, developing better products, and yes, managing those robots themselves. So a lot of um, analysts, economists, whoever you want to talk to, where while the fear has always been, it's going to take away jobs, it's all, all of them are saying the data really isn't there to, to prove that. Most of them are saying it's going to create more jobs for basically what I just quoted them saying is there'll be more opportunity for humans to do the more complex stuff that the robots won't be able to do, which I thought was a really interesting take. I'd never thought of it from that perspective before. So I feel a little bit better about, I mean, we still have to see that actually happen, but, um, you know, it doesn't sound so dire as I once thought. He's crazy. <laughs> And what do you have to say about that, Art? About uh, robots see. taking our jobs. <laughs> robots are generally taking a lot of the jobs that nobody really wants anymore. Uh, and they're doing it faster, better, and significantly cheaper. Yes, I will say that there are jobs being created. But at the same time, now we're going to get into some sociopolitical shit here. They're also talking about high-level jobs that require specialized training. These are, you know, that's not a trade. Sure, there are varying skill levels of people who learn a trade. There are some people who just have a better acuity for being able to work with their hands and understanding machinery. But there's also people who just have a better understanding of calculus and algorithms and all the shit it's going to take to manage a robot. Uh, so... Yes, you're creating more jobs to take care of the robots, but unless a lot of those jobs are dealing with the mechanics of the actual gears and rotors that are moving them, most of them deal with the programming on the back end. And I'm sorry, but I don't think we have an infrastructure in our country to support um, an equal access to the education required for that. So I would actually argue that it might not be taking away jobs, from everybody it's just taking away jobs from a whole bunch of certain somebodies so right. that's the, how the, I would the, the lower skilled laborers yes mm -hmm. the folks yeah. who don't have the opportunity or the means to go and enroll at a college to learn how to use python or whatever the fuck they 
program these things in. So right. Yeah, 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 definitely. So it it cuts both ways. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. I think the data supports uh, an argument each way. It just depends on which set of factors you're looking at and from which angle. So, And who's going to be responsible for that? Is that going to be the government going to be... You know, providing uh, that that the, those the new skill sets for these. Of course, it would be drugs. someone like you from California talking about getting the government involved in everything. Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> lot, lot of unknowns yet. Yeah, no, there's a lot, and who knows how the hell it's going to get satisfied. Um, uh, you know, me, the eternal cynic and pessimist. I think we're going to be more likely to blow ourselves up, not literally, but uh, economically and socially in the pursuit of all this shit because uh we we can uh, as a species in general we tend to be much more narrow-sighted than we like to believe so i don't believe in the goodness of people i think that we're going to end up shitting the bed before we actually <laughs> figure out how to sort things out so that's just me you don't no believe- amber heard jokes okay i saw you oh, lex no. you're gearing up in the goodness of people what you don't believe in the goodness of people so you think i'm just a jackass Oh, I know you're a jackass. (laughs) What are you implying? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Yeah. I think one of the, you know, Art brings up a fascinating point there about government and whatnot, uh, you know, especially, you know, them having their hands and like the regulations here and whatnot. And And I'm not trying to upset any of our octogenarian listeners out there, if there are any. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. But one of the jokes that I've heard as of late is that, you know, we have, especially with everything in the news from, of course, you, you know, it's terrible school shootings to the abortion issue to a bunch of other things. Oh, my God, I'm just trying to get canceled now, aren't I, Art? Uh, but, yep, 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 <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but you have a bunch of... Uh, the joke I read basically was that, you know, you had, you know, one of the arguments. Okay, uh, hold on a second. I just want to say how you preface with all the terrible shit happening. Oh, I'm going to get us canceled. So this joke I read. Okay, go <laughs> ahead, Joe. Shut the hell up. <laughs> well, well, one of the, one of the things I read is that, you know, is that people say, you know, hey, when you get to an advanced age, like 70s or 80s and such, you know, maybe those people shouldn't be driving now. And yeah, you know, that's a topic for perhaps another episode. However, those people that age are the ones who are making our laws in DC. That is also true. We have the people who shouldn't, <laughs> they should have the keys taken away from them. Yet there they are sitting in cushy chairs with some unbelievable health and pension plans in place. <laughs> and they are pulling all the fucking strings. So um, yeah. uh, let, let's move towards the new world order. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of data, and this is one of the things that hurts us uh, that we no longer have a producer now, but, um, well, speaking of data and, you know, ones and O's, since, you know, we are talking about robots and whatnot this episode, this is actually our episode 100. Hooray. Since 
been a little bit crazy as of late with, you know, everything going on in the world and, you know, Art had like a kid and we lost a producer and, you know, so however, we, we will be having a belated uh, celebration at some point probably around the episode 112 mark or so because that's because that's the way that we do these things right art i, I want to give kelly and art the chance here as well to ask them to pose some questions here about this topic this is also my my way if they have not actually done such you know done research although it appears that like kelly has to maybe jot some stuff down while I ask one more question. Oh, uh, oh you want to keep going? You're not going to even give Kelly the fucking floor. You're just going to talk about doing it, then you're going to keep talking. Uh, That's fine with me. Let him go. That's <laughs> Wind him up, let him go. So There goes so, our female demographic, Joe. Thank you. So speaking about sex robots, and this will be my last topic for the time being. Did you say sex robots? <laughs> Um, I think the old game is kiss them, fuck them, throw them off a cliff, or kiss them, marry them, throw them off a cliff. Yeah, so, kiss, kill, fuck, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, um, so uh, here's a threefer that I can offer for all of you. Okay. Blow-up dolls, real dolls, robot sex dolls. Ooh, I don't think and, Kelly even knows what... Do you? Well, I don't know, do you know what the real doll is? She's just staring in the space. No, come right. me in though. Joe, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Tell her all about it. I'm assuming. It, well, if, if I'm assuming it would be, I mean, if it's not a blow-up doll, which is just plastic and you inflate it, this is more of a realistic yeah, it's doll. Like, you can okay. actually, you can actually Google it. Although you probably wind up on like an FBI list or something like that. Oh yeah. come on, it's not that bad. Here, I'll put it in the chat. You can just click on the link. <laughs> I have my work laptop. Great. All you got to do is go to realdoll.com. It's essentially highly sophisticated <laughs> sex dolls. Um, they're made of a silicone latex blend, so that they're supposed oh. to feel real, look real. They're articulated. Uh, in fact, these these things look so real. I remember reading. A news story somewhere that some guy had thrown his real doll out and somebody thought it was a corpse in a dump truck <laughs> so they look that good that somebody thought it yes was... they do i'm looking at the right now oh my they're yeah. realistic uh and also i believe i can't remember what film or tv show it was but there was this whole angle with a joke oh it was the movie good boys <laughs> where this guy was getting rid of a sex doll and like part of the deal was that he would take the real doll they never called it a real doll but yeah he's carrying it down the street it's pretty funny so um wasn't yeah. lars lars and the real girl oh that was probably was that a blow-up doll might be a with blow ryan gosling he fell in love with a with a basically a sex toy and he and i i i i think he might have had some um mental issues but his whole family i think went along with it because it kind of brought him to life to have this girlfriend mm -hmm. this partner or whatever i think oh, it's called Bob's burgers did an episode just like that oh maybe got it from the guy who was married to a mannequin yeah mm -hmm. um well i've been slapping my gum so i'll answer i would throw the blob doll off the cliff i would bone the robot sex doll and i would marry the real doll because I feel like that would just be the most human out of them all. So, yeah. Not the robot sex doll. 
That would just be for the banging. That's what it's made for. It's not made for mean, pillow but, talk. But don't you think it could grow to love you? You know, I don't know. It's a robot. I don't think it can actually form any emotional com- connections. But we're talking automation here, and how you know it's and it's you know AI and like everything else. I mean, it could grow to love you, and it could you know it could see through all of your flaws. So and- we're allowing that this protect that this particular sex robot could actually be the singularity moment. It could see you as you look back in high school, and you know it would. I don't think it would see me as anything. It would just see me as input and stimulus. <laughs> but if it could grow to love me, it could also grow to hate me. And it could equally grow to just not be in the mood. And then where do things fall in that point, Joe? Hmm? But you know what? What would you do? So you would marry the sex doll? Is that the deal? Uh, I would absolutely... Uh... Or the sex robot, sorry. Yes, uh, because uh, I would think that it would have adjustable joints which would help me uh well would help not only with the sex but would also um help me practice my bbj and perhaps make me a better combatant um bbj so hold on a second i just want to so here's the thing you might have a very different image of a sex robot in your head than i do like i'm imagining you're categorizing all these like i'm imagining them as they exist right now in the real world so for example a blow-up doll looks like that cheap shit you buy at the novelty store. Real doll looks like the real doll. And the sex robot is literally just a plastic and metal casing that just moves a hand back and forth or a vibrating silicone sack. Are you saying that instead the sex robot's actually more like the, the Cylons or something? I So, not technically. You know, speaking of the Cylons... Um... I can't remember the actress's name, Trisha Helfer. Um, mm-hmm. She played, uh, you know, she was one of the, she was the, the quote unquote lead Cylon, um, or at, at least on the show Battlestar Galactica. Um, mm-hmm. But she played a, I guess you could say a AI companion in the Mass Effect series. And, you know, she looked like a robot who was, you know, a, a female robot. And uh, I mean, I, I'd nail her. So, I mean, it's like, you know, if, if that's what we're, if that's what we're talking about here, I mean. Well, if we're doing that, then I'll change my answer. Yeah, I would marry the sex robot because at least then it's humanoid in its appearance. I was imagining like an erector set with, <laughs> with an orifice. I don't know. <laughs> Art was literally imagining like a, like a Dyson vacuum or something. Yes, exactly. I was imagining a fucking Dyson or one of those like robot puppy things. Yeah, that sort of shit, you know? Yeah, I I sort of was as well. (laughs) Yeah. What was it? You know, what was that one robot that they came up with? I think was it in Japan where it's like the little helper. He kind of looks like one of those characters out of the movie. Oh, we can help. Wally. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that they programmed that specifically so it would never be able to do anything sexual? See? Because apparently they were concerned that people would do that. So, yeah. Of course. That's always the first thing someone's going to try. Yeah. And fun <laughs> side fact, by the way, realdoll.com also offers monster cocks. Not like huge. I'm saying monsters is in like monster horror theme and pop culture themed. So, wow. Yeah. So, uh, Thanks for introducing so, me to that art. Yeah. So, there you go. That's, it sounds uh, like Art and I are both on the same. Uh, 
All right, do. Kelly. So you know what we would do. What would you so do? So what, what are the so okay? So I would throw the blow up doll off the cliff because I just want to watch it, see how far it'll float. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just inflated, and that'll be fun to watch. Um, one is and the other two are Bang and Mary, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, definitely Bang the sex the sex the real doll, and Mary the robot sex doll. Just because, hey, as what you guys have already touched on, I would want the companionship. I want someone to help me clean the house. I want, you know, I want someone. I want a date. You know, to, uh, someone it to go with me on a at an event or something like that as my as my plus one. So you're saying that you wouldn't mind if it looked like a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> no, as long as it can carry on a conversation with me, that's fine. <laughs> because the real doll is just going to look there and look pretty, look good, look hot, look sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. I, I, if I'm going to marry it, I need a little bit more than that. Fair enough. Because yeah. I can have both. I could bang the, I could bang the real doll in one room, and then, you know, have my like little sex enclave area. And uh, well, I know what uh, I know what Kelly is going to be fantasizing about this evening. <laughs> Thank you, Seagram's Canadian whiskey. Well, I know how to throw some water on that. Do yourself a favor and go to monster-cox.com and check out check out either The Nightmare or Frankencock, though Pharaoh's staff is pretty hilarious, too. What's, put, put it in the chat. What's, what's it? Oh, of course I will. Thank you. Hey, for all the listeners out there, it's, again, monster-cox.com. And you can send your letters of thanks they are not one of our sponsors. Pixie Stick Wang. <laughs> Pixie Stick Wang at gmail.com. Thank you. I want to email you that, but I always forget what it is. Please do. I've been waiting for, for, for email to come there, and uh, nobody's nobody's doing that. India, I'm calling you out. India, please email me. Pixie Stick Wang at <laughs> gmail.com. Uh, okay, so those that, that was a good answer, Kelly. Yeah. All yeah. right. So so I have uh, you know, I have toss out a few topics now i i want to give everyone here a chance to speak as well uh uh kelly art have have either of you brought some topics to the table here uh well i mean kelly i'll give you first right of refusal since you are our guest and you haven't spoken as much sure um i have a question um so automation has been around for a lot longer than i think a lot of people realize when we think of automation we're really thinking about robots but when you really think about it, automation is anything that would make humans' lives human a human's life a little easier. So you know, people used to wash their clothes by hand. Um, people had to do math, you know, the long way. So with the you know advent of say like an Excel spreadsheet, or if you're a Mac user, numbers for everybody, Windows or Mac. Um, there are a lot of things that have been around for so long that you know people I think in modern times have just forgotten how much how, how primitive it used to be a long time ago so that's also a form of automation too because automation really by definition is making things easier for humans um, so what in minus the robot stuff what type of automation are you happy or surprised that you enjoy using now in modern day hmm. Well, what about so, you? What have you enjoyed? So, um, I've some uh, modern, some um, 
I'm still getting on the bandwagon with a lot of automation um, for home stuff like the lights and that sort of thing with, you know, um, Alexa, which there's none here, so I can say her name. <laughs> but um, one of the things, I'm still very analog. So I know a lot of people live by their phones and their calendars in their phones, whether it's Apple Calendar, Google Calendar or something. But I still love writing things down, you know, in planners and whatnot. But I have really started to use my Google Calendar. And while I think, oh, I have to put that in there. Um, having things I put, you know, in the future and then they pop up a reminder, it has actually become very, very helpful for me if it's something that I have forgotten about. Um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be at the dentist in an hour. I would have totally forgot because, you know, you can make dental appointments six months ahead of time. So that's just something of normal, everyday, modern automation that I have now found to be helpful that I didn't think I would like. So there's my question and answer. Uh -huh. How about you well, guys? You're, you're straight up referencing the sort of thing that Annie Murphy Paul talked about in her book, The Extended Mind, which is where we're, we're allowing our brains to do different functions by essentially outsourcing more basic things such as calendars, phone numbers, and all this other shit. It's almost like having a personal assistant, nice. a digital exactly. assistant. <laughs> that is a type of automation that I am a huge fan of. I am incredibly calendar dependent, but I don't want to say the same thing you did. So I will say um, that, well, I've always enjoyed the dishwasher. <laughs> That's probably my top one favorite. It's one of those things where I've always been fortunate to have a place that had a dishwasher since I moved to Los Angeles. I don't think I had one in Maryland. And whenever I would go somewhere that didn't have one, I wondered what the hell's wrong with that person? How do you not have a dishwasher? How do you actively choose not to have one? Yeah. It's, uh, it just, yeah, that cuts down so much time on shit that would be spent elsewise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And also coffee machines. Those are pretty good instead of the old, well, I guess technically coffee machines were always there, whether it was like a percolator you put over a campfire or... Mm whether you know you have something that you can program that knows that hey it's 8 a.m click on whatever but um i don't know it's just i i like the fact that i don't have to watch it and it just knows how to measure shit out i think so yeah, that's nice that's what good. about you joe you're gonna bring yeah. up one of your sex spots i guess when i think automation i think something a little different i think you know you know not just the i'm not trying to say that a that a dishwasher and a coffee machine is not an acceptable answer either but i'm thinking something more like you know completely automates our life um so you know maybe a little bit of a grander scale and for me and you both are going to laugh but one of my biggest fears in fact <laughs> one of the nightmares that i have a lot um well there's there there's two nightmares i have a lot one is that um failing a class in college that I need to pass like a week before graduation. I, you know, I graduated 20 years ago. I still have that nightmare. So, so, so I don't know what the fuck's going on there. The other one is going into bathrooms that are really dirty. Um, <laughs> especially when I have to use the bathroom and I'm talking about, you know, uh, toilets would just shit, like literal shit there in the bowl or, or, or on the seat, you know, and it's, so I, I would really like, uh, so I'm going to take your question.
I really want to know why you're playing that music right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm just so after watching Solo with you, um, just all over, all over the coprophilia. So <laughs> I can't wait to hear that episode. <laughs> so I was going to say if they could. You know, I'm going to talk about something that, as far as I know, has not been made yet, but that I would love to see made in my lifetime, specifically within the next you know, decade or so. Mm-hmm. But a robot uh, made or something like that that actually works in like a bathroom and comes out after every use and just, you know, makes the whole place fucking sparkle. I'm talking about like gas station restrooms everywhere. So, because, you know, I only feel comfortable at home taking a shit i'm just being a completely honest because it's just it's so disturbing doing it elsewhere and so i mean it's you know even if i go in to take a leak i'm scared that i'm going to encounter something of what i, sh- I was just talking about so i mean it's i'm deathly afraid of feces and for some reason i dream a lot about it so it's uh you got some real deep shit going on there, man. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> so, so. Wait, let me just get my notebook and the pen out. And let's, let's, <laughs> so, let's, yeah, let's, and let's I really wish that. I could, let's unpack that. I really oh, wish I could have found some uh, sound bites from the maid in the Jetsons because I feel like this would have been really appropriate right now. Oh, it would have been, yeah. So, if we could somehow automate uh, restroom, you know, public restrooms being cleaned, uh, you know, between uses, that would be. Uh, that would be the bee's knees. Okay, cool. Well, we could we could send a we could program one of those scrubbing Roombas, and it would be to clean the floor. Yeah, but he wants and... the he wants the the throne cleaned. Okay, well, since uh, flying here uh, last week to see my family, my layover was at the JFK airport, and the um, toilet seats are covered in plastic. And so after you're done, you push a button and that plastic is changed Ooh. to the next person that sits down. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Ooh. it was automated too. As soon as it's, you know, how the automated, it just flushes itself. Ah, so automated. then the plastic is replaced on the actual toilet seat itself. Fresh, fresh seat for the next person to sit down. That person deserves to win a Nobel Prize. <laughs> Maybe they have, I don't know. <laughs> but see, there are some things already in place That's for right. you, for your comfort, Joe. Speaking of Nobel Prizes, Joe, do you have anything that you would like to win a Nobel Prize for? Perhaps something squishy and wet? Oh, hot and sticky, my friend. You got it. Oh, yeah. Lex load. All right. So my Lex load uh, tonight is going to be talking about the whole. It's interesting. Some of the morning newsletters that I get um, talk about different investment opportunities and like uh, not GoFundMe exactly. Definitely not. Uh, what is the thing that it's like? It's uh, like a startup. It's like a website. That, Kickstarter. Yeah. Or Indiegogo. Of, it's basically in that same vein and something that I have been seeing a lot um, is different robots that make food. Um, I think one is called Miso Robotics. Uh, There's like a few other that have these huge, um, you know, you you have, have, have just been raising more and more money. And 
it's getting to the point where it's sounding like, at least to me, that these robots are going to be working in, in high-end restaurants, you know, making fancy dishes, you know, it's, it's going to be replacing a kitchen staff, even some of the greatest chefs out there in the world, you, you know, right now I'm talking about guys, you know, like Gordon Ramsay and so on and so, you know, and my question with this week's Lex load is that, is that really, is that really taking us forward? Because it's like, like take for take for example, one of these robots. Um, it might be the Miso one I just mentioned. It might I I think it's actually a few different ones are trying to do pizza, not only making pizzas but but delivering them as well. Well, how is that really different from like a Mama Celeste pizza? Because you, you know it's something that you go to the grocery store and pick up, and and I'm going to assume that there aren't people there on like the factory line, just putting down little pieces of sausage and pepperoni. <laughs> Most definitely there are not. <laughs> I think it's all automated. So how is that any different from getting a, from getting a tombstone or mom, a Celeste, a red Baron, or like any of those, like, you know, where is the appeal of that? I would much rather have someone actually using their hands you know, knead out this dough, you, you know, actually put their blood, sweat, and tears into it, especially if it's a pizza because I love pizza, than, uh, than a robot that's, you know, apparently drawing in millions and millions and millions of dollars just to just to make a Red Baron pizza. I'm not saying that it won't taste better, but I'm just saying that, is there really a difference? And you, that's you're what she of, said. There, <laughs> speaking of which, there are robots out there, there's a, another one I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's uh, it's being used in like diners and such, like to flip burgers and such. And it's just, you know, where is that human element? It's like, you know, hey, I am all about sexy robots, you know, sexing me up, you know, at least if I was still back in like my single days. But uh, as far as feeding me goes, I, I will stick with the, uh, I will stick with humanity. And that is this week's Lex Load. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, I'm dropping. Lex Load. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Am I wrong though? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I see it, the day that majority of food service is replaced by the robots is the day that we have now crossed over into dystopia. So. Yep, I um just well make making. I mean, like you know, a chef, you know, it, when they create food, I mean, it's art to the it's 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 art. It's cookery. Yes, it's it's an art form for them. So you know, having just a robot do it, I mean, I think that would take a lot of the pizzazz out of it. Um, and I don't know, maybe going to restaurants wouldn't be as fun if you know just a robot's coming up and serving you your food, and you know, yeah, it'd be weird. I don't agree with it. I, I still like the human elephant. The human elephant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All I, right. Shut up, Kelly. The you're human drunk. element. Okay. When it comes I, to. I food. might make an exception, an exception if it's a sexy robot. There you go.
Well, everybody. Damn I think- it, wrong fucking window. Whiskey dick. Okay, I really <laughs> need to figure out my buttons here. I really think that does it for this yep. episode, but I hope everyone out there is enjoying our new format. We are coming in at about the 45-minute marks. We're down from the usual hour, up from the usual half hour. Hey, look, uh, we are still feeling a few things out. If you don't like it, well, don't listen. But please still download. And please check out our Facebook page, our Patreon page, if that's still a thing. Uh, I, I think it's a thing, yeah. But, you know, we're still funding producer, ex-producer Kenny's vacations. So uh, we'll have to go ahead and fix that accounting error. And don't forget the, what do you say, the, the Dogecoin and the Lex Ducket? Don't oh, forget wait, to invest shit. in Lex Oh, Ducket. if we're doing, oh, we're doing the readouts? Hold on, fuck. I didn't even, oh, God damn it. Lex, I, I don't ask you for much art. I didn't know we were at that part. You just, you went right into it. I he didn't did. expect he it. He did. He did. So as Lex said, you should check us out on Patreon. <laughs> Excuse me. It's great. Don't uh, Go visit us on Facebook. Yet. One of the jackasses around the office will post some silly memes. Usually Joe. Um, email pixiestickwang at gmail.com for a good time. Or you can email twdisappointing at gmail. That's right, we don't have a real fucking email address. We still use Gmail. But you can go to thatwasdisappointing.com and find out where to listen to the show. But if you're hearing that message right now, then you've already done that. And whatever. I'm done. I'm not saying anymore. Um, Lex Duckett for life. And blah. I got the blues. I got the blues. I've got the alcoholic. Let's get out of here.